Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today is entrepreneur and Abraham Hicks fan, Louis D'Souza. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And indeed, we are happy that you decided to join us today. Uh, Amy Blackford is off today. She's got a little bit of a personal issue she's dealing with. But uh, Louis and I are here to man the fort and uh, see if we can help some listeners out, particularly one listener, Louie, who wrote in and shared a, a little little thing that's been going on. So uh, we have a topic right out of the gate before we even come up with a topic. How about that? Excellent. <laughs> Let's hear what they want to say. <laughs> so this is from Zoe. Zoe says, I've been going to counseling for a year and a half, and thankfully my therapist has introduced me to the law of attraction. Hooray! Lately, I've been experiencing a lot of resistance to relinquishing control as well as having a hard time with truly loving myself and believing that my desires will come through surrender. I feel like I'm waiting for these principles to click into place for me because I've been thinking and talking about them for over a year. I know I am one choice away from fully committing to LOA, but having a a hard time fully committing. Now, I've got several thoughts in here. So in summary, first, she wants to know, what has your journey been like in discovering love for yourself? How did you switch your internal script from negative and critical to observance and grace? Number two, was it easy for you to relinquish control or how do you lay down control over making things happen? And three, lastly, I guess my question is, how did you fall into the trust of law of attraction? Was it scary, hard, or did it just happen without you really noticing? So a multifaceted question for us to answer today. Yeah, it's a great question. It is Good a questions. wonderful question. Yeah, it's a great set of questions. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, so where do you want to begin on that one? Uh, the the last point on her question there is all to do with how did you how did you come to trust the law of attraction? And it's really quite simple. The answer is to put it in practice. <laughs> and... Uh, there's no reason to believe it. There's no reason. I, I don't need, if I'm teaching anybody law of attraction, I don't ask them believe it. You know, it's really not important mm. to believe it. But what it is, is it's an idea. You understand the philosophy. You put it in practice. And if it works for you, as Buddha says, it's yours. And if it doesn't, go do something else. <laughs> and uh, it's a philosophy I've used for everything in my life. Is is basically, is it practical? Does it work for me? Mm. And uh, if it doesn't f- fall in that category, I just throw it out. You know. So. By the way, Neil is w- one of our uh, co-hosts. Neil is uh, tuning in. He says he can't hear you very well. So if you got a way to turn up your mic, that'd be good. Or maybe get closer to your mic. Um, um, but, yeah. Okay. Let me just see if I can do something there. No problem at all. While you're uh, making your adjustments, I'll, I'll make a couple comments of my own along the same line about uh, the trust factor. Because I, I personally agree that the trust factor is the most important thing. So I understand where you're coming from, Zoe. And I think, kind of like Louie, the trust comes from simply applying, simply just doing stuff. I like to remind myself that I am already an LOA master. I have been all my life. And that the evidence is my life. Because everything that's in my life, I... Created. The, the hardest part for me was coming to terms with the fact I created all this. I made it all. It, it came about because of what I had been thinking on and focusing on and vibrating on and all that good stuff. That's where it all came from. 
Um, now, I, I did most of it before I even knew what the law of attraction was. So I was doing what we call default creation for so many years of my life. But when I finally came to realize that I made it all happen, that easier for me to trust it. Really learning, and I think what we're all really learning, is how to apply it deliberately, you know, with conscious focus. That's why we call it being a conscious creator. And again, like that just takes some practice and, and just, you know, applying it. And I think the biggest part, we, and Louis, I, actually, we've talked about this with a number of co-hosts over the last few weeks. It's noticing, noticing the connections between what we're focusing our attention on and what actually happens in our lives. Not necessarily, you know, I, I'm trying to attract a new home into my life or a new love into my life or a new career, but just the little things that happen because the little things are happening all day long. And every single one of them is coming right out of our consciousness, what we're paying attention to. Um, so I think that's probably the best way to learn trust is you just notice those things more and more and more. Um, before we get into law of attraction, before we're even aware of it, before it's been presented to us as a concept, we, we don't pay any attention to that. Why would we? You know, who, who's going to pay attention to, well, I was thinking about this on Tuesday and on Wednesday it showed up. I mean, that, that's just not the way human beings normally work. So the skill is really in noticing. The skill is learning how to pay attention to what we're already doing. And you do that long enough, you begin to realize, yeah, wow, I really do create my own life. How about that? So that's my take. But, but let's get back to yours, Louis, because we kind of got interrupted there while you were trying to fix your microphone. Um. Yeah, I'm still trying to work on it quickly. Uh, oh, okay. Well, maybe I should put on a little more. I don't know if this is a little louder. I'm speaking louder as well. So, well, when you're directly talking to it, it sounds pretty good. So, just point right at it, and you'll be good. Um. Yeah. Uh, is that better, Walt? Yeah, when you're looking right at that microphone, that sounds really good. Okay. Um. Just got to bring this up again. So, um, the law of attraction is uh, is something that you know. Even though I was really spiritual, very focused, um, you know, followed spiritual paths from from the age of eight. I've been a seeker. You know, I've looked at many modalities, gone into different groups, etc. Um, learned tons from from so many groups and different people. Uh, still, it took me three years before I really fully integrated the law of attraction in my life. And um, it was surprising to me. I thought I would, I would get it much quicker and easier. But <laughs> it, it really requires a very clear understanding of what the law of attraction is. And I find that is the key to understanding it and working with it. And it's the, the thing that I've found a lot of people don't do. You know, I was shocked how many people loved Abram Hicks. And when I started questioning them, what was Abram Hicks teaching? They didn't know. <laughs> you know, they gave me bits and pieces, but they, they really didn't have a clear understanding. And I was sitting there going, what? Come on, guys. <laughs> um, you know, and then I started realizing that what people do is they jump into the YouTube videos, listen to all the good stories, feel good, and that's the end of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Instead yeah. of going to their YouTube channel, starting at the beginning, listening to the first ever um uh they've, they've got a whole range of different videos which they put on they've got them in order and if mm. you start at the beginning <clears throat> you really understand 
who they are, first of all. They're, they're a collection mm-hmm. of 200 non-physical entities, etc. You know, you have to get your head around all that. Then you have to wipe that all aside and get into the meat of what they're teaching. And really? when you get into the meat of what they're teaching, then you find that the best way to do that is to teach other people. And once you're teaching other people, um, you find it integrates in your life. Once it integrates in your life, you start finding it integrates in your family. Once everybody in the family is aboard, on board, you find that you've got a, a kind of a community that everybody's heading in the same direction with the same information, etc. And you start seeing how brilliant it is for your five-year-old and for your 12-year-old. And you start seeing how they're starting to use it. And then the momentum builds up. And then suddenly just things just blow out of all proportion. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm so excited about what the future is going to hold and, and, mm-hmm. and where we're going from here. You know, I've only just begun in my mind, um, even though how, how many years, four years we've been talking together now. And right. I kind of kind of feel like now's the time, you know, now, now <laughs> it's going. Now it's built up enough momentum <clears throat> that things can really start flying. And mm. You know, we're excitedly looking for a property in the country now, and we've got a whole lot of feelers out and things going, and it's just Mm. so exciting. There's so much visceral enthusiasm where before it would be, oh, can we afford it? Where can we go? What can we do? You know, all those things are gone. The law Mm. of attraction doesn't require any of that, and it's not helpful either. So, you know, you wipe away all the practicality. You get all the visualization clear in your mind, and, you know, looking for something – I've always said forever, you know, I'm looking for a property that's near a big body of water, near a mountain or on a mountain. Or it doesn't have to be a big mountain. Um, and, you know, I've got clear and clearer parameters at the moment. You, know, you won't believe um, how clear they are. My wife nice. and I have sat down. We've structured things. And we're just excited about what's going to come out of it all. Um, we've seen different things happening. My brother seems to be... Uh, wanting to go to the same area as us in the country, so we may move to an area where we've got um, the, the the rest of the family around. So you know, really, really happy um, about how magically it's already, even though it's in the planning stage, uh, starting to 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 manifest. And you know, we haven't even been started on it long. You know, it's probably been. Um, half a month already and you know both my wife and I are just sitting there saying yeah this is so good you know we can move here we can do this we can do that and things can fall in place and and all the rest of it so um we just say you know let the universe work out the um the different uh um factors that are involved in getting us into those situations and Mm -hmm. truly I'm not interested about how it happens I'm not you know, but you're know, rare. The law of attraction can just—you've got so much trust and faith. As as um, mm. who, who, who was the person who wrote in? Uh, it was Zoe who wrote in. Zoe, Zoe was saying, you know, you need to learn to trust, and that trust is there already, totally. You know, it's just, um, you know, it was just total trust the way that whole Jaguar manifested, and it's just, mm. you know, I've, that whole planting the garden and, and doing the beds, etc. Everything just fell in place, one step after another after another. The weather, the rain, the timing, the amount of wood, um, everything just just fell in place. So it's really quite exciting, really quite exciting. Uh, Neil asked a a question that was uh, a good one because I can imagine a lot of people, not a lot of people necessarily listening to this podcast because we have some pretty advanced uh, you know, conscious creators listening to this podcast, but I can imagine there are some people out there who might ask his question, which is, it, he says it helps dramatically when your spouse is involved and, and you make clear how your spouse and your family have all just kind of come on board. But he's asking, well, any suggestions for people who aren't that lucky, quote unquote, 
Uh, I'm not sure it's really luck. I don't think he really thinks it's luck, but it's a good word. <laughs> uh, me, me, I would just say visualize the partner of your life, or n- not, 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 not your specific partner, but visualize a partner and that that is very cooperative, etc., mm-hmm. and works together well in your life. And let the law of attraction bring the cooperative components. Now, they can bring it to your existing partner or have a changing partner or, or right. anything. But if you keep your focus on what you want in that relationship and how you want it, the law of attraction will bring in the cooperative components. Your partner will come to you when they're more positive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And all the things will start fitting in place. And when they start seeing that, oh, my God, you manifest this, you manifest that, you manifest the other, then they're going to say, I want to know what you know. I want to know what you know, and mm-hmm. I need to teach me, you know. Like my right. wife did one day. She said to me, <clears throat> Louis, I want you to teach me the law of attraction. You know, I'm seeing how it's working in your life because I don't like pushing my philosophy on others, specifically mm-hmm. my own spouse and family. So she came to me and said, you know, teach me. So it took three days. And I pretty much owned the only thing I've done afterwards after those three days teaching because she's very quick off the mark. Um, <laughs> and she's an exceptional manifesto now. Um, and even then, she was a fairly good one. But once you put all the pieces together, you become a much better one. Mm. Um, then what happens is, uh, you know, the law of attraction just fits everything together. She, she, she got it. And the only ring I'm doing at the moment, as I say, is taking different scenarios because I've listened to millions of uh, Abram Hicks when they take different people with different scenarios coming and sitting in front of them and I explain to them how it works in that scenario, how the law of attraction and it's very useful. That's one thing Abram Hicks is extremely useful for is giving you a whole range of every single possible different um, person and their problems and how they would solve it Mm. using the law of attraction and uh, that is very good. So get the basics of the law of attraction, Zoe, Go from, from there to um, practicing it. Go from there to teaching it. Um, you know, just take take somebody close to you who's who's vaguely interested, you know, anybody. doesn't matter where they are in your life. Take to them and say, um, I've got a test. I need, to, I need to see if I can teach somebody the law of attraction. And that, just having the confidence to go out there and say, this is how it works. That's how it works. You know, there's a 14-second rule. Um, the um, you must focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Um, the, every subject's two subjects, you know. Just get the basics, get them really solid, understand them, and then bang, you're off, you're flying, and life becomes so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we did the uh, her last question first, let's do the middle question second. We'll kind of go in reverse order because I think yeah, the middle cool. question kind of ties in with what you were just saying. So let's go there. She she said in that question, was it easy for you? to relinquish control or how do you lay down control over making things happen? So there's two aspects. One is taking control of your focus on what you want. Mm -hmm. The other one is letting go of expectations, worries, etc. So you've got a letting go aspect and you've got a focusing aspect. And if you don't get both right, you're kind of missing the power of the law of attraction. So, it's very important to get your um, step one, your focus and your clarity on what you want really clear. So you get that, you understand this is what I want, you know, a house near a big body of water, near a mountain, um, you know, 
and you want so many rooms, so much space, so much this, so much that. Um, and then you visualize it and you sit there and, you know, you take in sitting in your, in your window looking out over the, the, um, um, over the body of water and, you know, you can see the mountains in the background and yeah. you're sitting there by near a fireplace or, or, or not as the case may be on your lounge. You've got big glass windows and, you know, you're just enjoying the whole thing. So, you know, you, you just sit there and you have fun with it and you, and you let it go. Hey, I don't care. It happens. It happens. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly worried about that aspect. I'm just going to, as Abram says to this one lady who said, you don't care if if I ever get a lover, or and and, <laughs> and if they ever come, he says yeah, I don't, you know, and that's the way you need to get to. You need to get to that place where you don't care either, and just spend so much time just enjoying that lover in your head, in your mind, in your in your in your imagination. Um, and and then of course the law of attraction, who has no resistance, has no choice but to bring you what you want. So mm. it's it's just really fun because there's very little resistance at the moment from the whole family you know we're not particularly worried concerned directed if we get it or don't get it um we're just sitting there playing with the images and, and just having fun and you know once you can do that it's um it, it works like a treat it's true and in fact i have a, a a slightly different way of doing the same thing although i like the way you're describing it uh and i i was doing it just in just yesterday in fact i was out for my daily walk. We had a gorgeous day yesterday and I was out getting the walk in and just enjoying nature and how you know clean and fresh the air was and all that kind of thing. And while I was going along, I was reminding myself of this one particular thing I'm trying to attract. And I won't go into the details of it. Basically, I'm, I'm trying to attract a programmer who can build a particular piece of software for me. And uh, don't ask me to describe it. It'll take the rest of the show. But the point is, I'm trying to, to, to get this particular software. And it's not an easy one. It's not something where you can, where there are a thousand people who do this one. It's a very specialized task. Um, so I, I had actually taken some steps and I, and the steps had kind of hung up. And so I said, well, I'm just going to go back to getting in that place of, of feeling it and enjoying it. Cause I, I'm actually one of those people who doesn't create images in my mind. Most people are able to do that. I, I've never been able to do it with any consistency. Every once in a while, I can kind of create a little sort of an image that's very shadowy and so forth. But most of the time, it doesn't come out that way. So I just spend most of my time feeling what it's like and just mm. imagining, oh, wow, it's going to be so exciting. I get so excited about it and imagining what's going to happen when I'm when I am playing with the thing or doing the thing or whatever, you know, whatever is appropriate for the thing I'm trying to attract. In this case, you know, what am I going to do with that software? I was I was getting excited about what I could do with that software. And that produced an interesting result. I don't have the software yet. But what I did get was mm -hmm. I finally got a response on an iron that I had in the fire, so to speak, from somebody. And they were telling me, well, here's what it would cost for us to do it for you. And it was way out of my price range, way beyond anything I could afford to do. Now, most people would treat that as, oh, God, well, I'm not getting what I want. But that's not the way I treat it. I treat it as, oh, I got closer. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to buy this one because I don't have the money for that one. But I got one piece closer. It's like what Cindy Chavez calls driftwood. The closer you get to shore, the more often you see driftwood. And so when you're seeing driftwood floating in the water, you know you're close to shore. You're getting mm -hmm. closer. You're getting closer and closer. So, so I take it as a sign that, oh, I got one step closer. And the fact that it came in at a big amount, well, that, that just meant I had some 
resistance in there that I didn't know about. That's okay. I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. refocusing my attention on how exciting it's going to be when I finally find that person who can do it at a price that I can afford. And mm. it's going to happen now. In fact, I feel more confident today than I did yesterday after mm-hmm. getting that result. Now that's a Brilliant. mind, that, that, that's a mind shift. That, that's, that's choosing to feel and think about it differently from the way most people would feel and think about it. So there's a deliberateness to that. But when you do it, when you're actually willing to do that, it makes a big difference. You feel it. You you know instantly that it's going to get better, that that it's going to happen. So, Walt, what does a master of LOA look like? You, me, all of us. We're all masters. The problem isn't that we're not masters. The problem is that we haven't learned to refine our mastery, but we already know how to do it. <laughs> okay, let, let, let me let me rephrase the question. What does a refined master of uh, LOA look like? He looks like you and me and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're skiving the question. Okay, um, I, still, I have to be, I don't quite understand what you're going at, but... Give me, give me oh, what, what I'm trying to say is um, uh, somebody who's really, really good at it really doesn't have the doubt anymore. Mm. There's that trust. There's that level of trust that is so strong that they would be able to manifest a gold bar in their hand immediately. True. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the ultimate uh, person, the ultimate master, someone who just has it such a Somebody who can trust. so much trust and belief and understanding and clarity on how it all works that they can, they can manifest anything anywhere. And that is a incredible place to be. And there are some people who have lived on this planet who have been able to, uh, master that to a very high degree. Uh, and I, I'll if, tell you honestly too, that thinking about that kind of person used to terrify me. Because I yeah. felt like I was so far away from that. Well, geez, okay, is that what it's going to take? I don't have a prayer. That's the way it felt. Until I remembered and realized and learned that it isn't about being there. It's about getting there. It's working your way there one step at a time. And then I realized, oh, well, okay, now this is at least possible for me. I may not be a master in that sense yet, but now I know how to get there. I just keep taking steps of improvement. Mm. And... You know, most people are going to look at what I said and say, come on, you're mad. You know, this <laughs> well, can never happen. It's just, it's hey, just Louis, we already you know, that. dream on, you know, and give me a couple of gold bars there. Come on. Yeah, right. And, 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 you know, if I, if I did get to that place of being able to create these gold bars in front of you all, I would never teach anybody. I'd never show anybody because all they'd be interested is the gold bars. They wouldn't listen bars. to what I'm saying. So, you know, it's a really a catch 22. You know, even those guys that have attained this level, realize that you know that's just an arbitrary thing you know all you're doing is 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 focusing on the non-physical energizing it and turning it into matter and that's what any item that you ever look at is everything started off this pair of scissors it started off as as a thought yeah somebody sat down designed it it was an idea in somebody's head and when you can start taking thoughts to things quicker and quicker and quicker in, in different ways in your life it does become very exciting. I can only can only wish that people would just focus a little more on understanding it and getting some greater clarity on it and then teaching other people it because if you teach something you know it. If you don't you know, if you really want to learn something quickly, teach it. Mm-hmm. You have to get your That's act true. together, otherwise people are going to tear you to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of the rough way to learn sometimes, but it's a good way to learn. It I mean, is. It's it's you're not going to find out any any way quicker as to how truly focused you really are. It puts it right. And to there's the one test. thing I've I've noticed about myself, world with the LOA, is that I really don't care anymore 
if I get things wrong. I'll say, I'm sorry, I don't understand you, Walt. I don't understand you to explain exactly. more. Explain more. I, I really don't understand you. And, you know, many of the groups that I'm, I'm a member of, they're like, oh, my God, he really doesn't understand the game. <laughs> but <laughs> but once, once it's clear in my head, once I've got the gist and I can go with it, I've mm-hmm. collected that information, I've absorbed it, I am it, and then I can move on. And I've got a solid foundation. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit there and say, Walt, I don't... You know, um, I, I've, I've got to try and impress you by thinking or saying that I understand what you're saying. I'm going to sit there and just question you until you've broken it down, broke it down, until we can get clarity mm-hmm. on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really don't have problems with that anymore, and I love that. You know, I really quite That's enjoy good. it. I actually play with it now on, on, to quite a degree because I start realizing that when you, when you know what you don't want, you have a better idea what you do want, and you start doing this pivoting all the time. Mm-hmm. And by getting clarity of what, what Walt is after – then I can really help you. But if I'm only vaguely understanding what you're saying, then I, then I can't really be of much benefit. So it's really, it's really key thing if you want to be a therapist in any way or you want to be a life coach, etc., is to, is to, you know, what, what therapists often do. They don't give you any answers. They make you give you, get you your own, get your own answer or come up with your own answer. And it really is getting people to come out with where they're at so then you can understand how to move forward. Mm. And uh, I, was, I was watching a, a, a TV series, which you might have watched, Walt, because it's political in, in, in a certain sense. It's called Designated Survivor. It's a White House thing where everybody oh, gets blown yeah, up. Oh, yeah, I then, saw a piece of that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I, I lost interest after the first five minutes, but yes, I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 do, I took it up because I really wanted to understand a little more about politics and I'm getting a better understanding about, about politics. Uh, specifically American politics, because it's quite interesting how all everything fits together. And that movie started putting a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together in a story. Mm-hmm. So I could at least grab onto it and go with it. So I right. really, really learned a lot about American American politics, which I was clueless about. I mean, I had no so, so you learned exactly how messed up we really are. That's good. <laughs> no, no idea. <laughs> you know, there's a basic principles of your... Um, Statue, uh, no, what, 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 what are those basic rules you guys have got there? For the, the fourth, fourth amendment, the amendments, or the amendments I don't know. To the constitution, yeah, okay. yeah, the constitution, and and it's really somebody sat down and thought for a long time about them and, and gave them quite a lot of clarity. And uh, um, I do admire America for trying to stick to that. <laughs> trying is the operative word. <laughs> trying is the operative word, but, you know, at least they've got a groundwork. You know, a lot of countries don't have anything like that. That's um, true. Not no. with that level of clarity, so I have to admire that. Um, so where were we? We were going, talk, well, talking about manifestation and, and the brilliance of it. So, yeah. Um, well, let me bring in uh, uh, where I was going to go next because there, there were a couple things. First, she had one other question, which I wanted to get to in a moment. Actually, we can do that one next. Um, She was asking uh, specifically about love life, bringing love into your life. And the question that she raised was, what what has your journey been like in discovering love for yourself? Um, Actually, I want to put that one aside for a second. I want to bring in the other one, because the other one actually comes off of uh, Neil again. Neil's been listening in the live stream, and he he threw in something that I'm pretty sure he doesn't actually believe in, but he's he's throwing up some great questions here um, that you will see often as, you know, objections or resistance points or whatever, when people are trying to learn how to apply the stuff in their lives. He says, it sucks when you're manifesting a bigger house, but the rest of your family is manifesting more of the same house you're already living in. And, you know, that that's a very um, 
I can't say that's a, an issue that comes up a lot in terms of trying to find houses. You don't get a lot of people online saying, well, I haven't found my house yet because my family doesn't, uh, doesn't believe in the same uh, kind Neil, of house. Neil, I, I love that question and I want you to ask it's you a good to one. jump on live. Come speak to us directly. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. It's just so I, Well, cool. I keep if asking to. to. He, he comes yeah. on Fridays, but you know, I can't seem to you get Believe me, you're more than yet. welcome. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is a very important question. So what you're doing is you've got a family unit. And one train is going that direction, the other train is going the other direction, right. and they're canceling each other out. And that is a fact because because our entire family is on the same page with us, it's really going to be easier. It oh, is yeah. going to be easier. Yeah. And when trains are going in different directions, um, it's not impossible. The, um, the, the universal law of attraction might split you up from your family and you land up over there. <laughs> you know, the, the universal law of attraction can do many different things to give you what you want and still work out in, in some, some way or another that right. works out for almost everybody. Um, but everybody's got their own personal vortex of ideas and focuses on what they want. And that's going to take precedent no matter what you want for them. So. You know, the, the universal law of attraction can find a way of, you know, you get a job that's in this beautiful big house that you want <coughs> and you only go back certain times with, for the family or the family comes visits you there or, you know, there, there's so many scenarios which you probably haven't even dreamt about. <laughs> universal law of attraction can come in and manifest them for mm. you. And then, you know, after your, your family has been to your work address and spent some time in the bigger, Melania, nicer house, then they will start being able to feel more comfortable in being able to manifest that and see it, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, the amount of parameters and the ability that the universal law of attraction can find ways um, which you hadn't even dreamt of is, is just so true. I think it says something in the Bible like so something in the Bible very similar to that. that um, I don't know why I want to bring in the Bible, but it does have a statement saying something like, uh, there are many different ways that it can manifest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's maybe true. somebody remembers that um, that saying. Uh, but I, I don't uh, know which verse you're talking about, so I won't try to, to venture a guess there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really concerned. It's not that important. It's a concept which is important. No, no, yeah, that's true. That's true. That, I guess the thought that, it that went through my mind, though, as you were describing that, and I think you were absolutely right on, is that when we are concerned about what our family is doing or about what anybody else is doing, you know, they're, they're not in alignment with what I'm trying to do, I, I like to remember what the ducks do, particularly what a mother duck does when she wants to get her baby ducks to follow her. But, and probably the best way to describe it is to describe what she does not do. She doesn't go over and chivy them into line. Mm -hmm. She doesn't squawk at them. She doesn't start clack, 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 clack. She doesn't start doing anything like that. She simply starts waddling in the direction she wants to go and all of them line up behind her and start waddling along with her. In other words, she trusts that they're going to follow them if they're ready to follow her. And because they are, she, they're, they're her, her chicks, she's you know, their mother, they follow. You know, it, it's not even a question for her of needing to get them to do anything at all. So I think the same You're thing talking is talking about a step one that has no step three. You're pretty much, yeah. <laughs> You're talking yeah. about a focus that is so clear that it doesn't have any resistance. It, and it therefore doesn't need to. Right. The chicks have no, almost, almost no power there, of their own, but they will fall in line because... And there's a phrase that goes along with it that I think is really helpful. Um, it, it's one that I discovered very recently. Somebody posted it somewhere. And the phrase is, it's none of my business what you believe. When I remember, it's none of my business what my family members believe, 
then it's not up to me to try to figure out how to get them to go along with me. It's not up to me to try to figure out how to get their train to go in the same direction as my, totally my train is going. It's, it, it's really not a relevant question. What's relevant is where am I going to be f- putting my focus? And if I am willing to stick to this is where my focus is going and, you know, they can go where they want to, you know, come what may. Well, one of two things, one of three things is going to happen. Either they're going to change their focus and you're all going to get there together. They're not going to change their focus. They're going to insist on going in the opposite direction. And the relationship, which sounds like it needed to break apart, will break apart. Or the third one is that they're going to just kind of go with the flow and then they're going to end up anyway, even though they decide to make, not make any changes. There, there, there's really no fourth option. There, there's no other possibility. They're either going to fight it, they're going to go with it, or they're just going to just you know go by default. And two See, of those three get one, you there. One <laughs> thing I've learned, Walt, which will sound maybe weird to a lot of people is how do you put this? Uh, I'm I'm very clear about where I'm going and if my wife wants to go in another direction that's completely up to her. Yeah. I will I will just say, I wish you luck. Mm-hmm. Please go in your direction. Right. And if that's where you want to go, go. And I can do that right here and right today. You know, if my wife says to me, I don't want to be with you anymore, I want to be over there, I'll say, please go. You know, I want the best for you, and if that's what you want for yourself, go. And, you know, I may be a bit distraught or, or, or sure. uh, concerned about it, but there, there's really a clarity in me that everything will keep on working out. That's right. And if she's meant to come back, it'll happen. If I'm meant to find somebody else, it'll happen. If I'm not meant to find anybody else, then that'll also be the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And there is just a, there's a total surrender to letting the universal law of attraction find the best for me. Mm. Yes. And I know very few people who are in, in that place because it is a tough place. A lot of people want to demand, you know, I've come across a few possessive, males about their spouses Mm. and it's really confused the hell out of me (laughs) you know i'm talking to their spouse and they're getting hugely upset with me and i'm just going weird weird Mm. you know if i was like that with my wife um and it it is a very different way of looking at it and and i find it very I've, I've been jealous once in my life, and I felt the most disgusting, sticky, yucky thing that I've mm-hmm. ever experienced. Yeah. And it wasn't that easy to drop either. Um, and it's really not. <laughs> the circumstance was really wacko as well. <laughs> oh, well, that just, well, what, that, that's a matter of course, I think. Yeah. Um, and But I've never experienced it uh, for the last, say, 20 years, but it was... Well, what, in that short period, I did experience what, what did you it. Experience I did. It? I mean, why, why would you want to go back the second time? No, no it was just <laughs> wow. Just, no, thank you. <laughs> Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, a long and complicated story, and I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a journey where you, you have to have to it, it is very advisable to learn to surrender to your higher self and there are many implications to that i'm trying to point out just a fraction of the outside right you know specifically when it comes to philosophy teaching um 
you know, wanting somebody else to believe you should have the vaccine or shouldn't you, you know, mm. and all these kind of things. When, when you want to take your belief and put on someone else, that is the key thing that I've learned not to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And it is the most liberating for your friends and family. It frees them up to have their own perspective, their own place, letting them believe it. I'm always encouraging my family to disagree with me. <laughs> Please disagree with me. <laughs> you know, then I've got something to discuss with you. Then I know that you're thinking. At least I know you're thinking about what you believe. Um, so you know, it's very, it's very encouraging because then, you know, they can come up with anything, and you can sit there and debate it, and mm. and, and and discuss it, and, and you know, even then, you don't have to agree or disagree. You're just having a fantastic debate, mm-hmm. and it's very empowering and very beautiful when you do get. People coming on board, looking at it, going their own way, and, and discussing different aspects. I find it one of the most exhilarating and enjoyable things in my life. It's just one of those things, you know. Somebody comes up to me and says, I disagree with you, you know. I just break it down and say, what do you mean? Why do you say that? You know, what's your philosophy? Break it down. And then I say, okay, I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. Let's agree with that. And then we've got a basis we were both at. And then you can take it forward. And you can start sharing bits and pieces of yours or why you think that. And just let them, then let them play with it. And they can take bits and pieces of what they believe and share it with you. And you can have a look at that. And I love it. I love it when people disagree with me because then I can expand. Then I can grow. If everybody's always agreeing with me, there's nothing much I can do. I'm going to go nowhere. So, you know, I'm very, 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 very much appreciative of somebody who's, who really knows their mind, who's able to discuss and argue their point of view and, 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 and bring it out with clarity and share it with me. And, and then I can take it on board, you know. And I have learned from many different people in many different ways from that perspective. So, you know, to me, it's a very enjoyable one and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I really, it's, it, that is a fundamental to LOA. You, you've really got to understand that you need to get to that place of, mm. of not wanting to push your beliefs and understandings onto somebody else. Right. And, uh, you know, you now know LOA, but don't push it on anybody else. You know, let them come to you and say, shit, how do you manifest that and that and that? And that? <laughs> I, I want to know how to do it. And they say, you've just opened the door. There Ask, you go. And you can receive. Yeah. Now you can start talking about it. Um, unsolicited advice. I sometimes give it, but just as a as an icebreaker, I throw something out there as a one-off, and mm. I let them play with it, mm-hmm. unsolicited advice, and then just to see how they react with that, and then I can take it forward or not, depending on how they react. So, um, you know, it's a whole journey about how you learn to play with this, because I'm very forward and and all the rest of it. I'm not that person who will sit back all the time and let everybody, you know, mm. 10 years later somebody says, okay, you know, this is how it works. So I'll just go out there and say, this is what I believe, and I'm excited about it and all the rest of it. And I don't need you to believe it, but this is what I believe. So mm. I'll, I enjoy sharing it. <clears throat> and it's easier because once you do that, people jump on board. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll come up with their own ideas and own this. And then you can have an open discussion. And it's really, you know, well, that guy you got on, uh, the life coach, and I really enjoyed what he said there. Um, what was his name again? A guy came. Um, was that Andrew? I'm not sure who yeah. you're referring to. Andrew Cap. Yeah, he, he he was just brilliant. He was just saying that, um, you know, one of the things that he has gained or appreciates from the law of attraction is watching the light bulbs go on with people. Mm. And it really is a satisfying feeling, you know, getting somebody else to start thinking in a slightly different direction and, and having their viewpoint, um, you know, enlarged. It's It's a beautiful place to be and to expand to. 
I no doubt about that. I wanted to tell you a story, your, your little thing about how you like uh, learning about American politics and you like having a discussion with somebody, a debate where you know, everybody's just do it, doing the debate because they just enjoy doing the debate, that kind of thing. It, it reminded me of something that happened over the weekend with uh, another co-host, Daniel Mangana. Um, he and I were exchanging some text messages. I had seen something that I thought would be of interest to him because he's interested in Bitcoin. And so I shared it with him. Uh, basically, it's, it, I won't go into the details of it, but basically it was something that suggested Bitcoin could be in a little trouble right now. So I passed it along to him. And then we got into this discussion. And it was a really interesting discussion in that it definitely could have had political overtones if we really wanted it to. I mean, a lot of what we talked about is stuff that I have heard from people who are discussing that particular topic from a political perspective. And on points that are often where people dig in their heels, you know, like, oh, well, this is the only right way to understand it and that kind of thing. Well, we, we kind of started touching on some of those points and a really funny thing happened. We started losing track of what each other's argument was. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, it got to the point where I felt like I was trying to clarify at one point. He thought we were clarifying a completely different point. I still, I'm not really sure what his point was. And I don't think he was really sure what mine was because at one point he said something that just didn't connect at all with anything that we'd said. So I said, okay, I'm lost. I, I have no idea what we're talking about. And he came back and laughed. And said, yeah, I have no idea what we're talking about either. <laughs> so instead of my point is hanging on to something that you've got to, you got to take my point of view. We weren't, we weren't uh, so invested in that way. We were just kind of tossing ideas around. And, and when the, the conversation kind of went, in divergent directions, we didn't care. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal at all. So we just kind of laughed it off. But I could just as easily have seen that one, you know, where the same discussion was being had by two different people who had came at it from two different political viewpoints. And because they were not connecting on the same point, they were basically looking at it with two entirely different perspectives. They could say, yeah, well, but you got to do this. Yeah, but you got to do that. Yeah, and, and it could have turned into this big tussle. So why didn't it? Well, it's because neither one of us, first of all, is connected to the argument in any big way. It was just an intellectual discussion that was kind of fun. And second, we don't need the other person's approval. We don't have that desire to say, oh, you've got to believe what I believe or else, you know, it's the end of the earth. You know, it's the end of civilization as we know it. You, you can't have your head buried in the sand and all the other stuff that people tend to say, you know, when they're, when they're so worked up about something. So I, I just thought it was kind of interesting that the, the argument just kind of fell apart because we were on two different points. <laughs> so, uh, so Walt, uh, I'll, I'll explain to you how I now, now understand what is happening in that scenario. Okay. Is what is happening is one person is taking a subject. Yep. And to understand it, what mankind has been doing for centuries is you break it down, break mm -hmm. it down, break mm -hmm. it down. And when you start understanding that there is an infinite level of breaking down that you can do on any subject, right? infinite level, you know one thing is going to happen for sure, confusion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you also know that if you go in the other direction to the oneness of everything and you go up and up and up, everything becomes simple and clear. Mm. And what I'm always looking at when I'm looking at conversations now is when are they breaking down into components? Because I know that we're both going to lose the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens every time now because I've got real clarity on it. I can see it happening. 
And then I start shifting it around and I start taking it back up to the one. And mm-hmm. if you get very aware, you can start implementing this in conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really start understanding that, you know, out of the oneness comes the two and out of the two comes the four and out of the four comes the five, mm-hmm. you know, head, two arms, two legs, five. And then so it splits into more and more and more. And then you get this complicated body where you if you dive into it, it you know, you've lost the plot completely when you go into atoms and molecules and of the body, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, you know, you really start going to infinite levels of expansion and, and, and differentiation and you will just get confused. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go down into that level, you, you forget that you just need to breathe and shit. And eat, <laughs> and, you know. it's, it's, it's really quite simple in the end of the day, but if you want to, you know, you it can is. make it really, really, really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 great when when you get to that level. Um, and, and I know Zoe was talking about relationships, and I probably yeah. want to cover that. And I do want to get back to that. Well. Yeah, yeah. The question that she had there was, "What has your journey been like in discovering love for yourself? How did you switch your internal script from negative and critical to observant and graceful?" Well, LOA is a tough master. When you start thinking negative thoughts about your partner, you know they're going to start bringing them to the table. Oh boy, is that true, true, you true. Can, you can you can put your life on it. You can stake your life on that statement. <laughs> That's a guarantee. So you start saying the only person to blame is me, 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 mm. me, me. And that's the simple answer, uh, Zoe. The complicated answer is I was very interested in women as a young boy in South Africa and I never had a single solitary girlfriend till the age of 27 after I'd left South Africa. Mm. So I had zero relationships. I mean, I hadn't even kissed a girl within 27 years. I'm like, okay, sure, somebody kissed me as a baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll give you that one. We'll forget those years. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll start from teenager up. I, you know, I never had a relationship, <laughs> nothing, nada. And I always wanted one. I'd love one. But, you know, the first girl came to me and I said, what do you believe? Why do you believe that? And he there's, a, there's the dust. There's the dust. <laughs> yep. And right. so I came to the UK and uh, um, I was able to leave a lot of who I thought I was behind because nobody knew me. New slate, new people, new expectations. I could clean the slate. So I didn't have to carry that vibration with me anymore. And uh, everything just changed just like that. Um True. Um, and of course, I shaved my beard, and then the woman started came running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it, w- it wasn't quite that way, but it was the same idea. I let go of the old vibration, yeah. and it was a vibration I and carried that, for twenty years. Just leaving was, country from one to the other really helped. That'll do hugely, it. Hugely. Yeah. And, and yeah. I wasn't in Talaway at any of the stage, by the way. So me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I, I yeah. ended up uh, letting go just by giving up on having relationships. I, I, after 20 years of absolute frustration, I decided, okay, I, I'm a bachelor. I'm done. And, and so I said, I, that's I when everything call. starts working out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what started happening. I told all my friends, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Actually, there was one friend I forgot to tell. She's the one who introduced me to my wife. Um, but other than that, I told everybody else I'm done with relationships. And then she calls up a month later and says, Hey, I got this friend who wants to meet you. And I said, No, I, I threw in the towel. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> She's fortunately she was a therapist, so she was able to talk me into you know making the phone call, which did lead to me 
meeting and marrying Louise over the long haul. But, uh, yeah, that's what it takes. You have to let go in some way. In that case, I just let go of relationships, but it can be a change of country. It can be just letting go of relationships. It could be, it's whatever it's going to take to let go of the thing that is going on in your mind that says, I am so negative and critical in my way of thinking about my love life. That's what you got to let go of. And how are you going to do that? Everybody does it a little bit different. You tell me, how are you going to do it? It's up to you, Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) I remember then I jumped into a relationship for seven years and I started getting more and more unhappy in it. And then eventually I left it, which was the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. And then I said, just like you, I don't want any more relationships. Oh, really? Same thing. Okay. And then three months later, I landed up on a five-day course, and I saw this this girl, and I said, I like her. Mm. And we started immediately sat opposite her at lunch and started chatting, and everybody was watching this quite interestedly. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> then we went out in the evening with everybody, and everybody put the two of us together. Of course the they did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of the five days, she had moved in two days later, you know, um, within seven days, we knew we were going to get married and have kids together. So it, it, it was just a complete amazing set of circumstances that happened. You, you know, if I tell that story from beginning to end fully, it is, is just a miracle on so many different levels. Oh, and I love that story because you have told that story in detail on, on mm-hmm. past episodes. And I think the th- part that I love the best is, like you, you said, you were on this five-day thing. It was a, th- this group uh, learning experience. And every single time the group kept getting broken up into bits, you found yourself opposite her in the yes. same group, in the same subgroup, every single time. I thought that was so cool. I, and how many people were in this, this thing? There, was like there, there were 50 people, people. In, in, in there. And on the yeah. second day, um, what we do is we have the reviewers. And I was a reviewer. Somebody had been on the course before. And yeah. there was the beginners, my, my wife. And so what you do is you have two beginners to one reviewer. Um, it was a two, two review. I can't remember one way or the other, but then, you know, you, you take a, a number out of a, a bowl and you go sit at that table. So I chose number six and she landed up at number six. And I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, what are the chances of this? This is so cool. And uh, then the next day I pick out number six again. I said, what's the chance of getting the same table again? Right. It's just impossible. <laughs> so I go to table number six and she gets six too. So we land up two days in a row at the same table. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, unbelievable. And, uh, you know, after the five days, you know, we were chatting and, you know, we didn't really want to leave and we were chatting together. And I said, well, you know, why don't you just come stay over at my house tonight? You can go home tomorrow. And she said, okay. And she never left. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's taking her to a train station and then she moved in. And that was how it worked. And it was, it was just quite an incredible story because once you become, once you let go of everything, the universal law of attraction can find the right person yes. and bring them to you. But if you're still worried, oh, I'm not good enough, or they're not good enough, or you got all these stupid ideas in your head, or there must be this, or there must be that, or there must be the other, you know, even if you get somebody who's got the similar interests of running or gym or whatever it is, Knitting, sewing, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> different. Um, that person will change. So, you know, they might stop liking running. They might, you might not like opera anymore, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so, so what about what you want? You know, forget about all of that. Just let the universal law of attraction find somebody who can harmonize with you and that you can grow together. 
And that's what I love about my wife and I. We've yes. gone and grown again and again and again and again together. So we're, we're not on odds about almost many things because we both trust in the law of LOA. We're both fairly good manifestors, although I think she's the better one in the family. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're just grown and grown and grown. And she understands clearly when I say things. Uh, that are intricate philo- philosophical understandings, mm-hmm. and, and she gets them and understands them and can roll with them, yeah. and she learns quickly and she absorbs them and she integrates them. And I've learned so many things from her. You know, she's she's consistent, steady, um, focused, and you know a lot of the things I'm not. You know, I like dr- living in a dream world. You know, if, she, I w- if if we weren't partners, I don't know if I'd survive because she she's the foundation. And I'm the dreamer, and the two work very well together. You know, when you're looking for a partner, you don't necessarily think of those kind of dynamics when you're looking for a partner. Oh, you know, I'm a dreamer. I want somebody else who can dream with me. You know, or I'm I'm solid and down to earth. I want somebody solid and down to earth as well. You know, and you don't necessarily want that. The universe has a much better idea of how to balance you out and how the other person can teach you and learn. You know, you can learn from each other, etc. So, well, I've, one thing I have found is that over time. Uh, the experience with my own relationship with Louise is, has taught me that when you get into that relationship the right way, and by the right way, I mean along the lines of what we were talking about, where you're letting go of all that old crap that you've been carrying around for years, it makes a big difference in terms of not only bringing the right person into your life, but growing that relationship over time. The two actually go directly hand in hand. Um, and to give you an idea, the thing that I didn't know that I was doing that was keeping women away for that 20 odd years that I was so unsuccessful and so unhappy was I had developed in my mind. I, I said my subconscious mind, but I, I, I'll stay away from that because you don't like that word. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I had said in my mind that no woman could possibly want me. Now, if you had asked me at that time, did I think that I would have said, no, I don't, I don't think nobody that. can possibly want me. I missed that. No woman could possibly want me. Want you. Okay. Yeah. Want me. Yeah. So lack of worthiness, lack of worthiness. Right. So the the moment, even before I would meet somebody, I could see a woman across the room that I'd never seen before. And before I even got up the the courage to go over and talk to her, I had already talked myself out of any possibility of that relationship working because I, I believe deep down, well, it wasn't going to work anyway, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> of course, it didn't work. I mean, that's it, law of attraction. I understand that now. At the time, I had no clue that that's how it worked. So it was a good thing that I gave up my relationships because, really, at the time, given where my own level of development was, that was really the only chance I had. Because otherwise, anything else I, I would have tried probably would have brought in that really negative element that, well, no woman could possibly want me. And it wasn't until I let go of having relationships at all that that went away. And when it went away, all of a sudden, boom. Not only my wife wanted me, all of a sudden, pe- women that I knew, I, I was very much involved in a, a dance community at that point in time. Mm-hmm. In fact, the person who introduced us, I knew through that dance community. And I mean, I, I was one of the more popular dance partners. I was a pretty good dancer. So there were a lot of women who I was really good friends with. Interesting thing happened. The moment that Louise and I became engaged, I, I can point to like a half dozen who were absolutely devastated that I was off the market. Now, had I gotten any clue from them earlier? No. Why not? Because I was convinced that no one. You were not a vibrational match. I was not a vibrational match. I didn't allow myself to be a vibrational match. Mm -hmm. 
So it, that was actually the bigger shock for me. It wasn't so much that I, I met Louise, although that was wonderful. It was all these other women who, some of whom I was actually interested in myself. All of a sudden, they were devastated that I was no longer on the market. I'm thinking, well, where were you before? Well, they were nowhere near me because I didn't let them anywhere near me. <laughs> it was it was quite an eye opener. It really was. Walt, I had a, a fantastic. I know we're running out of time. We got fantastic a story the other day. It was absolutely classic, and it's so on point. And this student in the audience at a university says to the guru who's answering questions. I'm going to use the word guru because I know how much you don't like it. <laughs> hey, it's only fair. You know, you, I use subconscious mind. You can use exactly. guru. Exactly. Tit for tat. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the guru, he, he asked the guru, you know, I've got this girl and I really love her to bits and I'm like absolutely stoked over her, but I don't have the courage to tell her how do I get the courage. Mm-hmm. He said, don't, don't, don't even dream of it. He said, just enjoy the idea in your head and mm. and love it and, and and play with it and have fun with it and and just you know because as soon as you say it it's it's all going to be over <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, because you're not a vibrational match you're you're not you're not you're not in that place where you feel worthy enough for that individual you know you've got them on a pedestal and you could never you know she's just too famous and pretty or mm-hmm. whatever the scenario is that you can't, you're not worthy enough to do it. And and from a vibrational point of view, it's not going to work. So he said to him, just milk it, milk it, absolutely milk it in your head. Just enjoy it. He said, but don't tell her. <laughs> and I was like, this is interesting. I've never heard it said that way before. It's a good description. I mean, it's a little bit uh, alarming when you hear it from the point of view of the person who asked the question, I'm sure. Well, what do you mean? No, never tell her. Oh, oh. <laughs> By the time he was finished, he had explained it and rounded it off. I really need to listen to it again. He'd rounded it off so well that the guy was clear that he should just well, not do good. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to admit, that is a true guru, somebody who can actually teach. That's really what good guru is so yeah good stuff there i do want to remind people to use the LOA today app or just use an email send an email to walt at lowaytoday.net if like zoe you would like to have your question answered here on the show because we love getting questions that gives us a show to do first of all and second of all it's just thanks for the question zoe it was a great question series of questions gave us a whole show and and really good stuff good questions to ask so thank you zoe And, and, and you know be a zoe Send in, send in your own question and, and uh, you know, give us stuff to talk about. People who have done so, they, they often write in later on saying, wow, that was so helpful to me. So if you're a little worried that it's not going to be helpful, you know, take a cue from other listeners to say, yeah, it's been helpful for them. Guys, please challenge me. Please challenge me. Yeah, challenge us. Yeah. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, if you can find a question that Louis can't answer, I'm really looking forward to that show. <laughs> I am really. You know, f- I look forward to more to more than you do. <laughs> you do, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be. If shocking. You can stump me. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. In, I'll be in heaven. Stump the Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, stump myself. There are areas I don't know. There's things I'm still. Many things I'm still um, uh, unsure of or unclear of, and uh, I'm starting to find more and more of those at the moment. So I'm really. No, that's cool. So yeah, oh, okay, that's good. Place for expansion. So anyway, Amy Blackford will be back next week. We'll be doing more with the Warrior Rules. But thank you, Louie, for uh, your insights today. They were beautiful as usual. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners, without whom we would have no podcast at all. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Ron.